Do you ever wish that you had a retirement planning checklist so that you could have a worry-free retirement? You know, we get this question all the time. What are the things that we need to be thinking about? What are the questions that I'm not asking you? And so what Raiden and I have done today for this podcast is come up with a checklist of nine different items that we think are very important when it comes to retirement planning. Yeah, what I would encourage you to do on this one is uh, get out a notepad. If you're not driving, if you're driving, don't worry about the notepad, just play it later. But if you, if you can, write these nine down. If you don't have time to do that, uh, make sure you visit our website, which is pomwealth.net forward slash blog. I send you to the blog page because that's where we have an article that is about this retirement planning checklist. And we have it all written down for you. So you can go read the article and uh, it'll match up with this particular show. So we uh, please go visit that. Also, if you've not had a chance to do so, uh, Merce and I um, have created an online, in all essence, class, master class called Three Keys to a Successful Retirement. You can go right on that same page and to the right-hand side, you can actually uh, click on that. It's completely free, uh, but it'll take you through uh, really kind of an understanding, an overall uh, view of how it is that uh, you can get ready for and live through retirement successfully. Uh, if you also have not had a chance, please give us a five-star rating, or at least that's what we would like if you think it's worth a five-star rating, and then write us a review. We certainly do appreciate all those reviews. But before we get started, we have to do our financial disclosure. So, Merce, could you do that for us? I can. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your specific situation. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. We welcome you to our Wednesday Retirement in Action podcast. And, you know, Merce and I were talking about one of the things that we help people with is trying to get ready for and then live through retirement. I mean, that's just what we do for a living. That's how we are. That's what we love to do. And so what we have a lot of times is people ask this question, I don't know, almost all the time. What else should I be asking you that I don't even know I'm supposed to be asking you? And, you know, usually by that time, we've gone through a lot of information. But what we thought we would do today is take you through kind of nine things uh, that what we're going to call our retirement planning checklist to kind of walk you through what the what, what you need to think about. What are some things you need to make sure you've got in your head as you whether you're talking to a financial advisor, whether you're talking to your partner, your spouse, whoever it may be, so that you can make sure that you're kind of thinking through everything. So we're just going to take turns here and take you through this idea of what you need to, to think about. So let's just jump right in. 
and and start on the list. So item number one on the list is make a list of your retirement goals. Now, this one we believe is, is extremely important. And the reason why is you only retire once. You don't get do-overs. And so sometimes people think, oh, I've got all these plans. I got all these things I want to do in retirement. And a lot of times those are really just the first year thinking. Like I want to go on this trip. I want to go, you know, I got this thing I want to do with the grandkids and it kind of gets you through the first year. And then the year that's called the retirement honeymoon phase. And then you get through that and you're thinking, well, what do I do now? And I don't really have anything. And so people kind of come back after maybe year two, three, four, and they start wondering what they want to do. So here are some ideas that, that you start thinking about prior to retirement. Number one, what do you want to do when you retire? Not year one, but for 10 years, 20 years, what are some goals? And I would encourage you to write these goals down. Write them down, make a list, make a retirement journal so that you've got all these things in front of you. Um, do you want to work part-time? Uh, you might not think you do, and then you get into retirement, you go, I got to do something. Maybe it's not work. Maybe it's volunteer. Do you have something you want to volunteer for? Have you maybe started thinking about different organizations that you might want to work with? Where do you want to live? This is a really big one uh, because a lot of times people come back in and they go, you know, I, I don't want this house anymore. This house is not my my retirement transition home. I need to downsize and not now, not necessarily downsize because of money, but downsize because I, I don't want an upstairs. I don't want all the maintenance of the of the yard. And so think about, do I want to live in this house? And, and if I say, no, I don't have to move out immediately, but maybe I start thinking about, well, I'm, my goal is to move out maybe in five years or seven years into retirement or at a particular age. Do I want to travel? Now, that one sounds simple, but yet would it not be a, a, just a nice, wonderful dream just to say, here's the places I want to go? Maybe uh, we have clients that's kind of like an every other year they do a really big trip, and then every other year they do kind of like the stay close by kind of trip, you know, the beach, the mountains, that kind of thing. But then every other year maybe they do that big trip where they're gone for a while and they go somewhere really far. And I just, again, I encourage you on these, uh, making your list of your retirement goals, write them down. Uh, think about those things, have them in writing so you can dream a little bit. This is a wonderful transition to move into retirement. So make, make, make time to dream on that. So Merce, can you hit us on item number two? Yeah, number two uh, may sound simple, but there's a lot to it. And that is knowing your numbers. So a couple of different aspects here. Know your numbers in the sense of what you have. So knowing where your, where your accounts are, what types of accounts are, uh, and all your different assets out there. Maybe you've switched jobs a few times and you've got a, a bunch of different 401ks out, out in the world. Uh, so many times, you know, we see that being the case where uh, they finally get close to retirement and, and it's time to start consolidating all these different types of accounts. So knowing where they are, how much you've got, and what type of accounts uh, is very, very important. That's how we structure an income plan down the road. Uh, what's equally important is also your spending. So knowing your numbers on that aspect. Right now, you, you, if you're working, you probably make a salary and you, you kind of know how you're, how you're living because you've got money coming in the door. Well, when we flip to retirement, there is no money coming in the door. You're living off of your own savings. 
And so you got to know those numbers and really, really hone in. That's that's actually a bigger conversation than than we that than actually understanding what your assets are. So we spend more time on understanding the spending plan than we do the other, because um, you just don't think about it until you get to the point that you're forced to think about it. And we want to start that earlier in the process. So understanding, you know, what are my fixed expenses going to be in retirement? What are my variable expenses going to be in retirement? How do I stay happy? How do I stay, you know, keeping up with whatever lifestyle that I want in retirement? So that is huge. Uh, having an idea as to <clears throat> where money is going to come from, especially the, the fixed income sources. So Rain and I, we talk about your expenses being really in two different categories, your essential needs and your wants. And we like seeing the essential needs almost covered by fixed, fixed places. So knowing what your social security income is going to be, if you have a pension, knowing exactly what that amount's going to be, any other fixed income coming in the door. And then the wants we'll, we'll take care of ideally through the retirement nest egg. So those assets that we can draw on, on a monthly basis. So understanding all your different sources of income in retirement is huge. And planning for the unexpected, we don't know what retirement's going to be like. Yeah, we can make illustrations, but at the end of the day, we have no idea how it's going to play out from a from from a health perspective, from a returns perspective, from an inflation perspective. We don't know, so we have to plan for those different things. Like, what if there is a long-term care situation? So be thinking about that as well. And then I mentioned it just now: inflation. Inflation is a huge deal, and it can make make or break a retirement plan. So. Inflation for over the last 10 years has been about a little bit over 1%. And the last 100 years has been about 3%. We run it at 3% just so we can be conservative, but inflation is a huge factor. It'll, it can double what you think you need today, 10 years from now. So always be wary of that. Um, that's, that's number two. So what do we got for number three, Raiden? So item number three, uh, we say, look at the big picture when it comes to social security. And here's why we say that. A lot of times if you go out and let's say you Google or you look at things, the the kind of the end answer is don't take Social Security until you absolutely have to. And if you can stretch it to age 70, take it at age 70. And the reason why is they, that, that that is said all the time is that the question that is being asked is which way will I get the most money from Social Security? And if you ask the question that way and you say you're going to live to, let's just say, full life expectancy, so for math, let's say age 90, you personally will get more money from Social Security if you wait to age 70 and then live into your 90s. You're going to get more money for hand, hands down. But the bigger question that we think you should ask is, and that's why we say look at the whole picture, is if we took your assets, your money, and we put it down on paper and we said, how much are you going to have of your own assets left at age 90? Now, which one is better? 62, full retirement age, whether that's 66 and a half, 70, or I'm sorry, 66 and a half or 67 or age 70. And what we find is if the, if the math is coming down, to a scenario where you are going to have to take your own money out to survive or get you to retirement, it will be very, very, very surprising. 
So look at the big picture. Do not just think waiting on Social Security is the right answer. And we're not telling you that there's always a right answer on any one of these, but look at the whole picture. Make sure you have a retirement income plan that can look at all those numbers, which is what Merce and I do. We, we, we help people have a written retirement income plan, and it'll, it'll show you those numbers. So make sure you think about it holistically, not just from the which way you're going to get the most money from Social Security. All right, Merce, we're ready for number four. All right, number four, I would say take an interest in your investment strategy. And really what this means is, you know, learn, we don't, we're not saying that you need to become a stock guru by any means, just take an interest in the philosophy that you've decided behind. So uh, there's a bunch of different ways to invest. We really break it down into two simple categories. You've got passive investments, you've got active investments. Uh, anyone that works with us knows that, knows that we are on the active side, but the passive side is really buy and hold um, or asset allocation, as, as they call it. And really, that's, that's probably what you've done a, a lot of your life. You, you start, you get your first job, you start putting money into a 401k, and you pick a various different funds, and then you just kind of set it and forget it. And ideally, it's growing over, over time. You're putting money into it, um, but there is risk there. You've got 2000, 2001 where the market's tanked. You've got 2008 where the market's tanked. Uh, and then you've got last year where 2020 was a very scary year in the markets where the S&P fell as much as 34% in one year. So you got to ask yourself, you know, that strategy may have worked when you were younger and more aggressive. Does that strategy still work for you as you're leading into retirement? Can you withstand, uh, you know, a 20, 30% sell-off as you are in a position where you're not really going to be saving any more money and you've what you've got is what you got. The active side is quite the opposite. It's saying, hey, let's move with what the market is giving us. So let's make shifts as we need to. And ideally avoid some of those bigger downturns. Let's preserve our capital and still make a decent rate of return. So I would say take an interest in your investment strategy, learn which one is good for you. And a big point of that is understanding what your actual risk tolerance is. Uh, if, you, if you hone in on how much risk you're willing to take, well, that what is going to start to answer which strategy may be the best for you. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So that's number four. Raiden, let's hear about number five. All right. Number five, understand Medicare options. Now we all know that when you turn 65, that's when you get Medicare. But if you've not started looking at it yet, you're going to be finding out that there are a tremendous amount of options. There's a lot of things to think through. There's a lot of things to understand. Um, on our podcast, we have interviewed uh, on this particular topic of Medicare and options, and it is just overwhelming. I, I say I do this for a living. Uh, Merce and I help people all the time, but Medicare is hefty. So don't wait 
until the last minute. I would say start just kind of looking around and, and getting yourself acclimated to what Medicare options are a year in advance. So I would start doing it at 64 uh, so that you've just kind of got a, your, your bearings. I'm not saying learn it all, but, but reach out and talk with an expert. You want to make sure you're talking to somebody so you understand those options. And, and don't think you're going to learn it in a week or two. Uh, just take some time, do a little bit of research on Medicare. All right, number six, Merce. This one is huge, and I'm guilty of this one. It is make sure your legal documents are in order. So um, this is when I say legal documents, your, your wills, your power of attorneys, if you have trust documents, everything like that is very, very important, especially as you're entering into the retirement phase of life. When I said I'm guilty of it, uh, our son was born last year, and I haven't updated those documents since he was born. So if something happens to me today, well, there's going to be some issues there. So you want to always be thinking about that, making sure everything is in place. You know, a power of attorney, if something happens to you, well, it, there, that assigns the ability for someone to act on your behalf. Very important. Your will is going to direct how you want your assets to be distributed. Even more importantly than a will, I would say, which is a very important document, you need to have a will, but make sure your beneficiary paperwork on all of your different accounts are up to date. Sometimes we see, you know, one account is set properly and the other account may be set to a, an ex-wife or an ex-whatever. And so it doesn't line up and you want to make sure it lines up because the beneficiary form uh, really is more powerful than the will. The will may be correct, but it's going to be driven off of the beneficiary form for those specific accounts. So very important there. Uh, and then also the, the trust, you know, not a, lo not a lot of people need a trust have the conversation. If you think you may need one, start thinking about having that conversation as to why and if it makes sense for you. But overall, these, these documents, I would say, are just as important as the retirement plan because it makes sure everything is taken care of in the event that you're not able to. Braden, that's what I got for number six. Let's talk about number seven. Well, before we go, I'm utterly shocked. I'm absolutely <laughs> shocked. And I just want everybody to know we uh, have to record these shows ahead of time. Whenever you talk to Merce next time, I vow to you all, he will have things in place for little Jay. And um, we're, we're going to jump on that as soon as we get off this recording, Merce. <laughs> Number seven, understand long-term care planning options. Now, long-term care is something that most people really do understand that they need, but they understand that that too is complicated and there's options. You can self-insure. Many people want to know, can I, can I afford just to do this on my own? The other option is you can buy traditional long-term care insurance. If you've uh, talked to anybody who's ever done that, you'll find out that that has issues because we've had rate increases occur after people have their long-term care insurance, and it's gone up a lot. And then we have these things called hybrid insurance, where it's kind of a little bit of a lot of things. It could be part annuity, part life insurance, and part long-term care. The good thing is in a lot of those instances, the premiums do not go up and we always know that at least something's going to go to the beneficiaries. But how do you know which one's the right one to do? Again, it comes back to this whole idea of having a, a, a written retirement income plan because what Merce and I can do is we actually can do the what ifs. We can say, what if this happens? What if that happens? And it helps you to see which one's the better or more comfortable option to you. There is no right answer in most of these cases. Most of these cases are you've got to make a decision based on your personality. Somebody might say, I'm going to self-insure. I'm good with that. Another person would say, 
I don't want to do that. I'd like to share the risk with an insurance company. So it really comes down to you. We don't really have an agenda. We just want you to be able to understand and make a decision. All right. Number eight, Merce. Number eight, taxes. You got to plan for them. They're always going to be there. So it's good to understand how your accounts are going to work from the beginning. Um, you probably have amassed a few different types of accounts over your working years, whether it's a 401k, an IRA, 457, 403b, a Roth account, an annuity, brokerage account. We can just go on for days as to all the different types of accounts that are out there. And a lot of them are taxed differently. For example, your 401k, any withdrawals coming out of that and the, and the pre-tax IRA, traditional IRA, any withdrawals coming out of that are going to be ordinary income. So you want to you be thinking about that where, you know, if you take out, say, $5,000 a month from that 401k, that's fully taxable. So you want to plan for that. The Roth account, if you've got a Roth, that's fantastic because it grows tax-free. And so that's a huge tax advantage uh, that you don't really have to worry about, but you want to think about well, do I, do I want to tap into this or what type of, a, do I want to leave this as a legacy type of account? So uh, another thing to think about there, brokerage accounts are taxed differently as well. They're taxed based off of the gains in the account every single year. So that one's kind of moving every single year, depending on how the account does. Uh, annuities are a very uh, common question that we get as to how they are taxed. And it's a little bit different too. So ultimately understanding how all the different accounts that you have are taxed is the first step into really coming up with an income plan as to how we're going to draw on these accounts as we get into retirement. So something to think about because you can't avoid it. So you may as well understand it. Uh, number nine, Raiden. All right. Number nine, have your retirement income plan in writing. Um, you know, one of the things that Merce and I I don't know, uh, is a little different. Sometimes, you know, we, um, in our industry, uh, if an engineer comes in the door, people go, oh, I don't want to deal with an engineer. Why? Because they have big spreadsheets and they have everything they figure out. But I'll tell you that we love that. Uh, we get along really well with engineers. And the reason why is because we believe that you need to have it planned out. You need to have uh, all of your numbers there. And that can feel overwhelming. Merce and I take that away from a lot of folks in the sense that we do it for them and we make it super simple. But when people walk out the door with their written retirement income plan, their stress level has gone from really high way down. And the number one thing we get people to that they say when they've gone through this process, because we take them through all kinds of what ifs, we're able to look at all kinds of scenarios like we've already talked about on this particular podcast. And they go, wow. Just seeing that made my stress level go down. I didn't know that I would be able to retire this way, or I didn't know that I was going to be able to, to navigate whatever that might be, you know, because people get worried about all these different parts and we can play all those what ifs out. What if one person uh, outlives the other and, and then how does the survivor deal with those things? Or what if we get sick? Or what if we decide to buy another house? What if we want to do an upgrade on the kitchen? What if we want to do this on the house? Whatever it may be, we can put that in the plan and then we tweak that plan throughout the years. And I, I just want to reiterate, people's stress level goes way, way down by having that. But that's our list. Uh, we've got nine things that we think are just extremely important things to think through. Now, as you start to 
formulate those. If you already are retired, you might go, wow, I didn't think about that when I need to go back and redo that, or I need to go back and reconsider that. And we hope this helps trigger that for you. But we thank you so much uh, for coming on and listening to our Retirement in Action Wednesday podcast. We hope it's been a benefit to you. If you have any more questions or you're thinking about, I'd like more details, make sure you visit our website, which is pomwealth.net forward slash blog. I always send you to the blog. You can go any page you want, but the blog has a lot of articles and a lot of content there to help you with a lot of these items that we talk about on the podcast. Thank you so much. We hope you have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.